Hey everyone, uh, before you listen to the new episode of XS Gaming Podcast, I did want to apologize. There's some audio issues on my end that I didn't realize until after the show. I tried to clean it up as best I could, but it's not up to par the way I usually like to do my podcast. Everyone else sounds good, but I don't sound that great. But regardless, hope you guys enjoy the episode, and as always, thanks for all the support. You're listening to XS Gaming Podcast, a podcast for gamers by gamers, with your hosts Xander Scullion and James Grusom, bringing you something old, something new, and a little bit of nostalgia too. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to another episode of XS Gaming Podcast. This is episode one today. We're recording this on the 7th of February. I'm one of your hosts, Xander Scully, and joining me as always is my wonderful co-host, Mr. James Grusom. What's up, James? What's up, everybody? Greetings and salutations. has been a little while. I hope everyone had a great uh, holiday and a uh, happy new year, and uh, hope your life is just going uh, well for you as well as it could possibly be at this time. Indeed. And, you know, we, we, we had some stuff go on. I won't get into it. If you follow me on social media, you know what's going on. But um, we didn't have a chance to do a Christmas episode. But with that being said, we had to bring who we wanted on our Christmas episode, our good friend, vocalist of the Casket Creatures, Mr. Ryan Cadaver. What's up, Ryan? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I remember we were joking and being like, hey, we, sh- we should just made this a Christmas episode, just not say anything, make it look like we upload it two months later. <laughs> that still would have been pretty funny. So so how was your guys' uh, Christmas? Was, was it good? Yeah, uh, mine was pretty, pretty, I mean, it wasn't good because, you know, you can't do the normal stuff that you yeah. usually but uh as far as like gifts and stuff i mean yeah i I, uh i got a ps5 and got some ps5 games so that's been pretty huge that's pretty much all of it so that was uh that that was really cool i got miles morales and uh, i've been loving that um yeah so that that was i mean that was like my big thing for christmas and uh yeah I'm, i'm loving it what about you, James? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, you know, it's pretty good. It, it was nice to have a day off. Christmas was very, uh, very busy. You know, like you said, along with, you know, you having, uh, you know, just some life issues and stuff going on. Uh, my work schedule was completely crazy with the 12, 14-hour days, six, seven days a week. It really was just a big blur. So it was very nice just to uh, hang out. Me and my wife, we kind of made up one of them, uh, you know, what is it, like a cartucherie? fucking tray you know and yeah like some uh ed ordered like some like little meats and cheeses and stuff and uh we just hung around i'm trying to think of what we watched in particular i know recently we started watching the sopranos again and I'm like i'm not sure if we did that on christmas day or what exactly it was that we watched uh but you know it was pretty fun i did buy myself you know a couple gifts uh is usually how it goes which it came in with the uh the poly mega uh it, you know that is uh coming out still sometime soon but that was kind of my splurge gift to myself which kind of fell into some issues as i had pre-ordered through walmart i know i had posted on the page uh, it was very cool they had a payment plan uh you could get but uh recently 
I, and I actually heard it through the CU podcast where they mentioned that Polymega was saying to cancel your Walmart pre-order because I guess they weren't dealing with Walmart and heard with them. And I was like, oh, great. And I was like, this is just a pain in the ass shit, you know. Uh, but Walmart actually refunded me automatically. Awesome. Uh, which made it much easier. So I guess, you know, on the other end, they were like, okay, fuck them too. And they just <laughs> canceled everybody's pre-order. And I got my money back uh, literally within like a couple of days. And uh, I kind of wonder how many people are going to say, you know, screw it. I don't want this anymore if you went through Walmart. I, I don't really know how many did, but I'd actually already started buying a couple of uh, Japanese wrestling games. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was kind of already a little bit invested, and I was like, hey, you know what? I kind of want it. And the thing was, too, at Walmart, uh, it was 400 and on Polymega site, it had gone up to 450 by this point. I mean, it it's really kind of a mess. Uh, you know, I'm not really yeah. sure I, I recommend it to anybody, but they did give a uh, $50 off uh, code. For anybody that ordered through Walmart, so actually at the end I ended up paying five dollars less uh, than I originally did. And I, I mean that's five bucks, but so it is ordered and it should be shipping in March, and we'll go from there. I think it'll be fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like um, I, I remember you you told me about that, and I was like, wow, because I didn't see a whole lot of like angry ranting YouTube videos, so I didn't even know about it until you uh, messaged me about it, and I thought that would be. I, then again, I hadn't been on like the gaming side of YouTube. I've been watching a lot of like uh, a lot of like other like music stuff off off of YouTube. I haven't really been doing a whole lot of the gaming side, but uh, I, I expected to see a lot more in social media. Being like, "Oh, the Polymega's a scam," but I didn't I didn't see anything like that. But uh, I know I do have some friends that are really into the Poly Omega, and they're they're looking forward to it. I mean. I wish it was. I wish it was more than emulation. I wish it was the whole like you know FPGA sort of thing, like they the, like they originally were talking about. Yeah. But uh, for the fact that you can play burnt Saturn games without modding a Saturn, I mean, to me that right there is is worth getting because even yeah. now you have to, you know, if you want to play burnt games on the, your Saturn, there's like certain things you have to do, like take apart your Saturn. I remember I did that. I was trying to play burnt games and. I took apart the Saturn I had at the time, and I found a cracker inside of it. What kind of cracker? It was like a Ritz cracker. I read oh, it, and it I belonged like a oyster cracker. Small, <laughs> and it belonged to Devin. And I, I remember I messaged Devin and I showed him the picture. I'm like, dude, what the hell did you put in your Saturn? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but, but yeah, so I mean, I think it's it's all worth it. So let me ask you, Ryan, um, how are you digging the PS5 right now? Oh, I'm loving it. Um, I uh, I have the Series S uh, as well, and uh, Nicole, my wife, is loving that. Uh, she's loving the Game Pass options. And oh, stuff. yeah, you jumped over to the Xbox finally. Oh, I know, yeah. And uh, she's loving the hell out of that. And I, I like it a lot, too. Um, but the PS5, man, it, it does it, – it, it feels special. It feels like that next generation, like, you know, a feeling I haven't gotten in a while. I don't even really feel like I got it with the PS4. Yeah, that, that new that new controller. How's that controller? Because I've I've held the Series X controller and I really like it. Because my uh, friend Mikey has one for his uh, PC. I went to his house and you know, I was like, "Is that the new Xbox controller?" He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Can I pick it up?" He's like, "Sure." Like, like I was like, "I don't care." So I pick it up and I'm like, "Oh man, this is so nice." Like it feels it feels more like uh like a little smaller than the yeah. normal Xbox One, but it feels very very comfy. But I hear the PS5 is a really good controller. 
man that controller is that's definitely one of the the things that makes it feel so next gen is mm -hmm. uh that controller like all these cool like you know the the triggers adapt like if you're shooting a bow and arrow like it'll you'll feel like the pressure of pulling the string back that's in so the cool. like shit like that and i'm like wow this is like someone i didn't know that i wanted uh but this is really cool and like you know it's got like that haptic feedback kind of thing where it's like uh uh, instead of just like you know vibrations like it's like you can feel like an explosion happens and you can feel like every bit of the explosion in the controller it's really cool i can like, imagine i can imagine that would be really good with vr oh yeah 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 i um i i cannot wait to uh to dive into some vr stuff so i'm, I'm sure they'll do a ps5 vr or at least some ps5 vr games uh i would hope yeah, because I mentioned they would have, you know, uh, backwards compatibility. That was everything I'd heard early on was that, you know, everything would work. I mean, yeah. they could do an updated one, but, you know, it is a semi-big investment when you get the VR set up. So, you know, hopefully, you know, that would carry over. And, yeah. You know, who knows when you run into technology where it's like, oh, you might have to get the newer version eventually but you know maybe they can just manage to let that like hang on so you can just use the same equipment i mean yeah. hell, they're using the move sticks from you know you can use the ones from ps3 so you know i don't see why they can't make it work yeah no it definitely works they just don't have any ps5 like you know games that are set up for ps5 like they don't have any new games for vr right now I wonder if they'll do the uh, resident evil village in the vr like that Ooh, would be that would be sweet that would be awesome yeah, I, I, I like the fact that uh, the the RE Village. I like the fact that they're like diving into more than just zombies now. Like now you have vampires and werewolves. I'm like, this is like a mad monster party. <laughs> it looks awesome. I do still have a feeling that because you know they kind of did this with Seven too, mm -hmm. with the crazy family. But like, it's still. I I feel like at the end of the day, it's still going to come down to like some virus of some sort or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, like, they're not really vampires. It's, like, some sort of, like, genetic virus that makes them, you know, yeah. want to drink blood sort of thing. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. But who knows? I mean, I would be okay if it was, like, a more, like, you know, mythical kind of thing. Like, I would be okay with that, but, you know. And this is different, you know, that we're, I know before they had always talked about continuing, you know, doing the remakes as they have been doing, having the new, you know, 7, 8, and then they were also at one time still wanting to continue the uh, Revelation series, so you still mm -hmm. kind of have your more traditional Resident Evil, because, you know, you'll see some videos, I've already seen people bitching about, you know, the new one, like, it's not Resident Evil, it's vampires, it's like, ah, oh, man, this game's been around over 20 fucking years, like, come yeah. on, like, yeah, they can change it up, and I mean, People yeah. like eight. That's kind of, or I'm sorry, seven. But you know, it's kind of like its own thing. And I think you can very well have all these different series running within the series, and possibly make everybody happy with you know all the different versions. Well, it was funny because Resident Evil Seven, like it was very different. But to me, it felt like it felt like it was going back in its roots in the sense that I felt like I was playing Resident Evil all over again. What I mean by that is, like, when I played Resident Evil 7, I got that same feeling I got when I first played the, the series of, like, you know, being in the mansion and, you know, that, that, that just weird fucking new feeling where, you know, after Resident Evil 4, it was just getting become kind of a parody more action kind of game which is not a bad thing i mean i like resident evil 4 or 5 didn't really care for 6 
but um, I feel like Seven really took the step back to a more survival horror. That, that I think that's what I'm looking for. It felt more survival horror than four, five, and six. Yeah, like you said, gave you more of those original feelings because you know you're not really going to have those same feelings mm-hmm. playing the original one. I mean, you can still get them. I think if you've never played and, and you do the remake of Resident Evil One, you could definitely have some you know scary moments. But if you went back and played the one we played, you know, back in '97, you're probably gonna be like, what the fuck is all this blocky shit going on? You know, and, and it just, you know, it, it wouldn't quite be the same with that one. And also, too, with the village, I mean, you know, the clips I've seen, it looks like it has a mansion. Like, which when I saw the mansion, I was like, oh, man, like that kind of you know, yeah. gave me that feeling because I love many of us that grew up with it. We love just that mansion atmosphere. There's something about this big creepy house. And Seven had a creepy house, but it was like a gross, abandoned creepy house. You know, it's yeah. like different creepy houses. Yeah, I, I agree about uh, Seven did give me moments that really felt like the first game. Even though it was first person and it was completely different, there's still just, like, the vibe and the house and the the, the themed keys and, like, the uh, inventory management. Like, it still made me feel like Resident Evil. Yeah, and, and they're talking about doing a Resident Evil 4 remake, which I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. I mean, I love Resident Evil 4, and, I mean, I, I think I've owned Resident Evil 4, and every console that it's came out for um and i'd love to play the remake of it i mean i I think you know if they were to bring back uh the vr on playstation 5 resident evil 4 playstation 5 vr there you go that would just (laughs) that would be awesome just because it's gonna have that over the shoulder you know kind of view which was very new for it at that time so like i could really see that one working in VR was maybe the first three wouldn't. And Imagine. I still Code Veronica. Are, are we ever going to get that one? I, 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 I think they've talked about it. Um, but I, I'm like just thinking about the PlayStation 4 VR or the Resident Evil 4 VR, and I'm just thinking about the freaking chainsaw guy, man. Just imagine, like, in VR, you're, like, going up the ladder, you're pushing the ladder down, and you hear a chainsaw behind you. look behind you, and the chainsaw guy's going, oh, my God, they need to do that. That'd be horrific. <laughs> That'd be so yeah, I good. I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, then when your head gets cut off, you know, it's like you see it from the point of view of your head getting cut oh, off. Oh, my gosh. Imagine, like, you get your head cut off and you have, like, you still have consciousness for, like, two or three seconds. And then everything just kind of fades and it's like you're dead. Yeah. Holy that'd shit. Be, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that would be oh, awesome. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, getting into some of the gaming news, I mean, there really hasn't been a whole lot of gaming news going on. I mean, of course, people are still um, having trouble getting the Series X and PlayStation 5. I'm surprised that we're still having so many bots and scalpers. You know, it's been months now. I thought people would, you know, start getting tired of it by now, but it's still a thing. Um, and, and I mean, people have just been buying stock on GameStop and uh, Resident Evil Village, which we were just talking about. Everyone was obsessed with the, the tall vampire lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, I mean, with gaming news, uh, there was something that just came out that was kind of interesting. GoldenEye's canceled Xbox 360 remake leaks online, and it is playable. Uh, it's a remake of the N64 classic GoldenEye 007 was leaked, and it was playable on a PC emulator. The game was originally destined for the 360's live arcade services, include the original single-player campaign, as well as a split-screen multiplayer. But online multiplayer and leaderboards are reportedly missing. The whole package has received a graphical overhaul 
but players can switch back to the original graphics with a button press. Now, I haven't had a chance to check this out myself, but I will say like this is like a reason why that I absolutely love um, physical media and emulation because I mean this is something that would have been lost in time. Like no one would have known about this part of gaming history, but now with emulation. Uh, using the Xbox 360 emulator Xena, I believe that's what it's called, uh, is is what people are using to play this um, version of GoldenEye. I'm, I, I can see a video right here, but I'm not going to watch it yet. But apparently they got a video on YouTube about it. It was one I actually didn't hear about that. Um, it would be really cool because I know, you know, we didn't... Well, we could say we kind of had that version on the Wii that came out. Yeah, but, uh, it wasn't really, you know, it that successful. Like, I don't think yeah, it catched the magic. Feel like it was like Goldeneye. It didn't feel right. But to then, have a full-on version of the old one, like that, does sound pretty cool. Where it's like updated and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. and I mean, give it time. It's gonna. I, I can see folks, you know, uh, starting their own servers eventually, and people will be able to start playing it online, and that's going to be awesome. I mean, people playing the online updated version of GoldenEye through emulation—that's that's freaking crazy. Also, uh, the Sony uh, PlayStation Five has already sold 4.5 million consoles last year. Now, that sounds like a long time ago, but last year was only a month, like a month and a half away. So, and I'm wondering how many of these were because of uh, the scalping. That's the only that's the only problem that I'm yeah. seeing with it. But you figure at least, I mean, they were bought at some point. Now they might have been resold. Someone might have made money, and you know that's just always just crappy. I just want people to be able to like get them. And like you said, the fact that that stuff's still going on. Yeah. You kind of hope they'd be more readily available. That was the thing like when I got the Polymeg, I mean honestly the money I spent on that was kind of like I could have got a new system. But I was like, well, they're still kind of hard to find and and you know at the time I was definitely still having it, it, trouble finding time to like play new games and have the time to sit down or sometimes when you have something that plays older stuff uh it's a little bit easier for like quick play sessions you know yeah oh you know that's a that's another interesting thing about uh the next gen consoles that i really i found that i really like is um the fact that like if you stop a game like you know you're playing yakuza 7 and then you stop it and then you're like oh i want to play a little assassin's creed and then you stop and you're like oh i'm gonna play doom eternal um then then you're like oh, i want to go back to yakuza and boom it's like right there it's like it's at the same spot you were at you don't have to like reload anything you don't have to restart the game it's like boom it's like here's where you were it's it's completely saved i think that's awesome like that's... yeah yeah i thought i thought that was a cool new feature it's almost like uh like having a, a browser you know like when you have browsers with multiple yeah. tabs it's like that with video games which is really yeah. awesome yeah, and it's it, it's not just like one game or two games. Like it's like everything that you have open just stays open. It's awesome. I mean, I'm sure there's a limit to it, but you know, <laughs> it's the sky, Ryan. It's the sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, the Xbox Series S or X, I should say, beat the PlayStation Five and switching UK hardware sales for January 2021. Now it's funny because you know. Like, like I was saying earlier, there's not a whole lot of gaming news, uh, but, you know, every once in a while I'll go on Twitter and, you know, there, there's still people that are like 
pro Sony, pro Microsoft and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I remember I did a live stream and I talked about, you know, when it came to the new, new generation, I was thinking about my first console would be the series X. And the reason why is because of game pass. And I feel like it's more affordable. Um, I'm eventually going to get both consoles in the long run, but the series X seems to be where I'm leaning towards. And I remember some of you were like, Oh, well, Microsoft doesn't have any games. Doesn't have any games. Well, Obviously, they're doing something right because I mean, they're, they're they're selling a lot. Oh yeah, and Game Pass <laughs> is so awesome. It's so yeah. great. It's that they're <clears throat> ripping off. <clears throat> it's like they're always acquiring new companies too. Um, I think we'll definitely see more games coming up. I mean, you know, from both of them, really, mm-hmm. you're still going to have those exclusives. You know, Sony was always known for having more of those. But I think uh, Xbox might really, you know, come up and, you know, d- take that over, you know, with acquiring a lot of companies and having, you know, all these new IPs and stuff coming out. I, I think it's going to be really interesting, just, you know, just to see what they both do because it really is, uh, you know, we still have these three, you know, competing brands, you know. It's yeah. Nintendo, Xbox, Sony after all these years, and you'll have other ones, you know, that, like I said, you got those weird things like Polymega, which aren't really, you know, that's not going to compete. Yeah, the, you, had the, you, these, you had the KFC console. The fucking KFC console. <laughs> the, the Atari VCS, the, uh, the, the fucking ColecoVision thing, you know. Yeah, the chicken cooker thing, man. That one was really like, wow. Like, because I straight up thought that was like a I did too. joke. But it's like, oh, it's just like a little toy for super rich people. That's really what it is. Or people that just want to have a fucking joke like it's, i mean it's actually a thing that was what blew me away yeah it's, it's just uh it's weird and it is very expensive and it's like i don't know you might as well just buy uh you know what everybody says is the true king of everything and just get a gaming pc right yeah like get a gaming pc and get a, a good air fryer and you have the kfc console right there you're good to go. Like I said, I was telling, talking to Xander with that one. So I was like, yeah, I mean, who wants to eat chicken and uh, play games? Like, it just sounds great. That's greasy controllers in the making. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't condone greasy foods and controllers. That's just. That's like having a built-in Cheeto bag. You know, you don't, you don't want that. <laughs> it makes me think of the, uh, have you guys saw the um, the picture that someone uploaded of an N64 controller in? And it's one of those clear N64 controllers, and inside of it, it's just baked beans. Oh. Yeah, it's so disgusting. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that image, but it's the gross. <laughs> it's so disturbing. Yeah. I thought it could be like some dead roaches or something inside. Like, I don't know what's worse, like baked beans and dead <laughs> roaches and a clear controller. It's like, imagine someone with a baked bean controller and they, they rage quit. And they just get baked beans all over the living room. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my controller's leaking, guys. But uh, um, another another rumor, and this last little bit of gaming news is uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Remaster could be in the works. It looks like they're doing a um, San Andreas Remaster. That's what the, the leak's confirming. Now, I love San Andreas. I, I would definitely get a remaster of that. Oh, yeah. That's more of a... You know, it still seems like Vice City would be the one that everybody would still want. I know San Andreas is newer, but... Yeah, uh, it seemed kind of those three seem kind of run together, which means I think if there was a San Andreas remaster, that there probably would be a Vice City remaster, or like many people hope that they might actually kind of do like a newer version, kind of set in that time period, or 
man, who knows? They have so many options. They could just do like a, you know, uh, another 90s or 2000s time era. You know, you, you never know what they'll do. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked San Andreas. That was that was a good one. But Vice City, though, I do have a special place in my heart for Vice City. I mean, yeah, Vice that music at the time, coolest. man. Yeah, Vice City had the coolest aesthetic. Um, San Andreas is probably the better game because there's so much content and there's so much stuff to do. Um, but I will say, like Vice City, um, I love the fact that you could like eventually rise to the point where you have the Scarface Mansion. Yeah. The Scarface Mansion. It was so badass. Which found out, Ryan? Did you ever actually play the Scarface game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I actually I really enjoyed that one a lot. That was yeah. uh, I had a little bit more fun. I don't know if it's just like to me it was a little bit uh, easier. That there was something about that game that uh, you know it's like or Vice City ripped off you know kind of just Scarface whole '80s aesthetic, and then you had this you know old movie you know from the 80s and they made a game on it and then had it and it kind of mimicked you know gta but actually i thought as far as gta ripoffs it, it was very good you know oh yeah i i actually never got to play the scarface uh video game but i do remember i had because i was working at babbage's at the time and i still wish i had this poster it was like a pre-order bonus that if you pre-ordered Scarface, you got the uh, poster, and it was Tony Montana with the sling in his arm with the gun out at his desk. But if you looked really close at the picture, it was every single word of the Scarface script. It was oh, like wow. Every single word. So, so it was like when you looked at it real close, it would like from the very top, it was the very beginning of the movie all the way to the very end. But it was like a whole collage just made this picture of Tony Montana. And I'm going to go on eBay uh, eventually. I'm going to go on eBay and see if maybe someone has that poster for a, like a cheap price and get that shit framed. Because, I mean, that was just great conversation opener. Someone to come over and like, oh, man, I really like that. I'm like, hey, look close. You can see. You know, you can see where he's a, he's a Cuban refugee, <laughs> and uh, and his wife has a dried up womb. Like you can see that on there, right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you can see the whole thing. It was so it was so cool. But I, I remember one of the interesting things that I heard about with the Scarface game was, uh, unlike Grand Theft Auto, Tony Montana wouldn't kill just random people. Yeah, yeah, that like was he had, he had morals. It, it was a little bit hard. Like you didn't necessarily get those. Uh, I, I can't remember if like you if you just couldn't do it, which kind of helped for you know uh, you'd have those accidental kills and you'd have the cops coming. You know he, he definitely did, which mimicked you know the movie to where he totally would not blow up this car because mm-hmm. there was a, you know a wife and kids, especially the kids. Man, he was because he wanted kids and his wife couldn't have kids, and that was a big hang up for him. He definitely wasn't killing kids. He, he was a psycho, but, he, he, you know, he had a little bit of morals going on. But it's definitely, yeah. man, it's, it's got a good soundtrack, too. Uh, I mean, uh, Africa Memba, yeah. who's had some very gross uh, personal things going on. But the song, Looking for the Perfect Beat, is on there. And I used to always play that song on the radio while I was going around selling coke to people. It's, it's pretty yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, too, because uh, the uh, GTA um, 3 um, all this, that whole like soundtrack on the radio is all songs from Scarface. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember um, 
watching Scarface shortly after playing Grand Theft Auto 3, and I'm like, man, these are all the, the same songs. Like, I still love uh, Push It to the Limit. Like, Oh, oh man, God. that's badass. It, it really does make sense, though, when you think about it, because so many, you know, uh, rappers, especially around that time, always loved Scarface, you know, rapped about um, <laughs> someone they really looked up to, and the fact that, you know, that mimicked, you know, that gangster, uh, you know, uh, rap thing, too, GTA 3. It really makes sense that a lot of those songs would be in there. I just didn't like the having to eat stuff, man. I hate having yeah. to eat games. I yeah, that. that's that's a chore. I always always ask people that looked up to Scarface. I always always like you know because they're like, yeah, he's such an inspiration. Start from the top, you know, bottom, going to the top. I'm like, did you ever finish watching Scarface? Yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't go well. <laughs> that's what always puzzled me. I mean, I, I can I can see the appeal of it. But I was always like, did you watch the end of it? Did you get that second VHS? Did you only watch the first VHS? <laughs> yeah. It was funny was that that movie uh, on VHS often was it was out of print. People would steal it from uh, the video stores. They would have the box out, but you could never rent it because it was gone. And I realized uh, someone stole it because uh, oh, wow. you know, certain videotapes even you know, back in the day would be very high priced. And that was one I think went out of print. And I mean, now, man, you can get it on countless. Uh, even DVD versions of it actually went out of print at certain. Oh times, wow! Which was very interesting. But I mean, uh, that's the one thing now. Um, as many you know, obscure horror movies and others that are out of print. Most of your more mainstream, you know, known films you can at least get in some form of or, or another. Whereas other ones are still floating in you know in the ether. Either you got to get like a, a UK version, which actually have a region free Blu-ray player, so. I can, I'm free. I can get whatever I want, usually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, the, again, that, that goes with the whole, like, uh, physical and digital debate that so many people have. I feel like, I, I feel like in a perfect world, we need both. We need physical media and we need digital media, because, I mean, like, uh, a great example would be, um, you know, Scott Pilgrim versus the World just, just came out, and I actually pre-ordered a physical edition from Limited Run, and, uh, you know, I remember playing it on the 360, and I remember when it got pulled from the 360 and PS3 online, everyone was like, oh, this game's going to be lost. This is this is why, you know, I don't buy digital. Well, you know, now now it's on limited run. I mean, granted, you could you could burn a you could burn an ISO or download the ROM for years. It's been on it's been on the internet if you know where to go. But uh, just the fact that now folks can go back and play it if they didn't want to go the pirate route they can go back and get a physical copy from limited run or download it on the switch and and the newer consoles and enjoy it i feel like it's it's such an important thing for archiving as digital and physical and you have to look at too you know for a lot of people that say like well that's why i don't buy it sometimes if you don't buy it you'll never get to play it at all and yeah. sometimes it's better you know to play something at least get to enjoy it for a bit and then if it disappears I mean, you know, usually somebody's going to find a way to reproduce it, but, you know, it, it's, you know, better to have played it and lost it than never have played it all. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, it is an argument that, you know, there's a lot of valid points on both. Like, I mean, I, I like I like not having as many, like, recently I've been having far less and less, like, physical things because we have a small house. So I like the fact that I can get, you know, a digital copy of a game sometimes. Like, I still have a bunch of physical games. But, you know, like, my shelf's only so big. I can't just, yeah, thing be physical. But at the same time, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like with movies, too. 
um, there's some movies that are just kind of lost to time because they never get put back out, you know, and you can't stream them anywhere. Um, there's stuff that, uh, you know, is, is, uh, is taken away because of, uh, cultural implications of like stuff that doesn't hold up as well, but it's like, I still like this thing, even though yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a weird argument. It's, it is scary to know that they can just take something away forever. Yeah, that's that's always that's always the thing. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, shit. A great example would be like how I, I know all of us would love to see uh, London After Midnight. You know, yeah. the the old silent Lon Chaney, you know, vampire movie. I would love to see it, but I mean, unfortunately, it got lost in time. And I mean, there every once in a while, there might there, there may be a story that comes up where like, oh, someone found a couple of seconds of the movie, and you can like see a little bit with this grainy, you know, negative film and stuff like that. But um, I mean, think think about even like movies like Nosferatu. I mean, that movie. That movie got destroyed, and if it wasn't for someone who like held on to the negatives and reprinted it, we wouldn't have Nosferatu today. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, you never know. Like London After Midnight, like it's a good chance that's in somebody's attic. And the bad thing is, like at some point, somebody's probably going to find it, but it, it might be deteriorated by then. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, which is sad. Uh, but who knows? You know, because there's always you know lost movies, you know lost games, uh, especially seeing a lot of these uh, you know prototypes for games more and more popping mm-hmm. up lately too. Um, you just never know. I mean, it really is just like an endless ocean of things that can pop up, and you just never know when it might happen. I love I love the fact that I can uh, go online and download ROMs of prototypes and play these games now. When you know, if we didn't have emulation and we didn't have ROMs. I would have had to like spin up the wazoo on eBay if someone was selling, say, like a Sonic Two prototype. That's such, yeah. a, that's such a wonderful concept to really think about. Like, wow, I can play gaming history uh, on my computer or on my Pi. I can play it yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I I remember as a kid like reading Game Informer, and there was like some stuff about this game. Uh, I think it was called Thrill Kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was the so Wu Tang game. The Wu Tang game is based on the uh, the the Thrill Kill uh, system. It's pretty much the same game, but it's got Wu Tang in it. <laughs> yeah, and I was so excited about this game because it, it was like perfectly matched my aesthetic at the time, which was like we like violent shit, right? <laughs> violence and yeah, like all the shit I liked. So I was so excited, and uh, you know, I I found a ROM of it and played it on my Pi, and it's not that good. But I was like, this is cool that I can visit this, and like actually play some of it. It's not complete, but you know, I can play some of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the cool thing about it, and I think I think the last little part of uh, gaming news that I'm gonna get into is that we do have an anniversary. Uh, Street Fighter Two turns 30 years old as of yesterday on the sixth. And um, man, what 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 what's there to say about Street Fighter Two? I mean, it's just such an important game in not just gaming history but fighting game history. I mean, like we wouldn't have the fighting games that we have today if it wasn't for Street Fighter Two. So I want to ask you, Ryan, what's one of your first experiences with Street Fighter Two? Uh, I mean, definitely in the arcade. Um, like playing mm-hmm. in the arcade in the mall, like uh, playing it with friends. Um, you know, we bounce around between that and like Mortal Kombat. And uh, yeah, I mean, Street Fighter 2 was like, I mean, it was a huge deal. Um, and and I did have friends that were like Mortal Kombat guys or Street Fighter guys. I was mm-hmm. both. I liked both. Same. 
What about you, James? I mean, you know, we trek up to the. I was fortunate to live, you know, within walking distance to a, a putt putt, um, you know, which is miniature golf, and they had arcades. Uh, and it was totally in walking distance from the house. You know, you could always scrounge up or, you know, scam a couple tokens from up there. This machine took my uh, token, you know, because there was always the ones that did that. Yeah. Uh, and you could find a couple in there, too, man. I just, you know, I was up there a lot, so I knew all the tricks. But, I mean, it really was a phenomena. Uh, you know, when it hit, it was one of those games that would always be people being around. Uh, you know, there was that kid that I paid, you know, to play against him, and he taught me the moves. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't know the moves, and there was this kid, he was a grade or two uh, younger than me. But I remember him and his friend, dude, they were the best at street fighter like i don't i don't know where they learned everything i don't know but they were the best and you know i was kind of we weren't like friends but i was kind of cool with them and i was like hey man if i you know put some tokens in dude will you show me some shit and he'd be like yeah i mean he'd beat my ass but he'd show me you know what was going on and he was the one that kind of taught me how to play and it's like you had all the different and i've still been you know he used uh ken and ryu you know which is still like the ones i liked i prefer ken a little mm. bit more yeah um, but that was the ones he taught me you know but you still had those crazy characters you know blanca dawson that were you know very kind of off the cuff um dawson i don't really like using him blank is kind of fun <laughs> you know but you did have a, a really good mix and to see you know that series that's still going on and see so many different especially different versions of actual Street Fighter 2. And yeah. then for me, afterwards, to go down to uh, Myrtle Beach, and they had an arcade down there, and I found Street Fighter 1, uh, which I played after 2. And that was, for me, that was really awesome to get to go back and play that because that wasn't a game that you really saw, you know, around here where I live. You didn't see it. And, I mean, it wasn't as good for sure. Like, you yeah. can see why, like, that one didn't kickstart everything but you can see where things started from and it's, it's still a very interesting uh game that i st actually i still like to play street fighter one sometimes it's it's tough but it's kind of cool now when you when you played street fighter uh the original when you played in the arcades was it like uh was it like the original street fighter arcades that had like the little the punching pads on it or was it just a normal joystick I, I remember like a six button setup. Okay. And I, I don't, and like I said, unless my memory's skewed, I, I don't remember that like you know pressure sensitive thing. I just, it seemed to be set up just like Street Fighter Two was. Yeah, it might. I mean, it might have been a Street Fighter Two cabinet with a Street Fighter circuit. I mean, they they used that a lot with arcades back then. So I think that's what they eventually started doing because those uh, pressure buttons. I think people were getting injured and. The, the machines were just not standing the test of time of people punching these two buttons. That's that's not a good idea in the long run. It's like, hey, let's have this machine where people punch these buttons. That's that's not going to work out. Yeah. yeah. What if you that's miss? The best idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, you like miss like a, a little centimeter and like crush your knuckle or something trying to to fight Saget or something. Man, that would suck. Yeah. But uh, let's see, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at some of my other my other notes um because like i said not a whole lot's been going on gaming news wise um so so i think I think before because it's already almost an hour before we get into games we've been playing uh ryan i you know i, I forgot to even ask you when you got on the show because i mean you've been a guest for a while on, on our on our episodes but uh for some of our new listeners how about you tell you tell them about yourself a little bit 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I sing for the band, the casket creatures. Um, I, uh, work on, um, various eighties style action movies. That's like my new kind of venture that we're doing. Uh, there's a movie called Joe striker that you can, you can order now. Um, also, uh, cadaver candle company. We make candles and, and they're all themed after like really cool shit that, you know, we're all into. Awesome so, candles too, man. The one smell great. That. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's, that's the main things, uh, you know, just trying to stay sane and creative during all of this, uh, quarantine stuff. So, you know, just trying to, trying to do what, what I can, but yeah, the Caspi creatures look us up. Yeah, indeed. I'll have a, a link on the description of this episode. And, and, and also guys, if you, and if you're a long time listener, or maybe this is your first time checking out excess gaming, uh, be sure to leave us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, your favorite podcatcher. And if for some reason we are not on your favorite podcatcher, leave me a message on Twitter. You can hit me up on Twitter at Excess Gaming Podcast. So, closing out the show, let's talk about games we've been playing recently. Ryan, since you're the guest, the man of the hour, I'm going <laughs> to ask you, what have you been playing? Uh, right now, I've been playing a shitload, like a ridiculous, embarrassing amount of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I'm not that big on that series. Like, you know, it's kind of hit or miss for me. Um, but, man, I'm just loving it. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think it's just because Vikings are cool. And, yeah, uh, you know, that's really what it is. And it's, it's, it's way more of just a Viking game than an Assassin's Creed game. It's just like it reminds me a lot of Ghost of Tsushima, but with Vikings. And yeah. I think I, I think I got lucky too because I think there was a lot of bugs at first, but I just started playing it, so mm-hmm. it runs fine for me. Yeah, I was about to say I've, I had a lot of people talk about uh, the new Assassin's Creed, and it's really interesting to see how much that series has progressed, like how much it's changed over the years. You know. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it went from, like, you know, uh, assassinating some people in a little city to, like, this giant sprawling, you know, open world thing. Um, that's Sitting on benches and listening to what people say to uh, just more of an actual open world game, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, this is way more Ghost of Tsushima than Assassin's Creed, in my opinion. I was a big uh, – a friend of mine had told me about Odyssey uh, when uh, he – my friend had bought me the uh, – x1 and i played that for a while and i really did i just i have trouble playing big sprawling games now but i mean i'd say the odyssey especially if you like like greek mythology you know with Mm -hmm. god of war and things like that uh, but want a little bit more you know open world thing that the odyssey game was really cool yeah i actually i just downloaded that one on the xbox because it was on sale for like 11 dollars and i like you ever play it before no no, yeah, I just I, I like this one so much. I was like, I, I just I want to check it out. If you like Greek mythology, you know, like it all, I think you'll really dig it, man. I mean, it's it was really cool. It's one I still like. I just wish I kind of had the patience to like sit down and, and play games like that. But it's something like I've kind of lost over time. But it's like one day, it's like, yeah, I'll get back into it. Indeed, oh yeah. And uh, James, what have you been playing? Man, uh, it, you know, it was a couple of. Uh, wrestling games coming out we still have retro mania it's finally coming out this month which i'm looking forward to uh, but we did have wrestling empire uh which is a m dicky game hey dougie and uh sorry 
That's okay. My cat comes and visits many times too. I don't but, know. Why uh, he's barking. M. Dickey has uh, done uh, you know wrestling games like on his own. He's like a one man project. And I mean, you, you might have played one. Uh, one of the versions was on cell phones. Uh, and they are a fucking mess, I'll tell you. But one came out on Switch. I'm almost surprised Switch had it because a lot of the people look like real wrestlers just with different names, maybe different colors. And it's kind of like a complete just shit show. But something about it is, <laughs> is very fun. Uh, you can go on a big, you know, career. This, uh, You know, you can have, like, explosives in the ring, and you can, like, stack multiple tables. I mean, it's, it's better than, uh, you know, the WWE 2K20 game. You probably have a better time than you would play in that. It is a complete mess, but, I, I mean, I would kind of recommend. It's $20 right now. Like, I had to get it. I would more recommend that going on a sale, which I could probably really see that being kind of cheap you know later on but i gotta i gotta give props to anybody that's been doing games for you know uh that long i mean he's been doing them for 15 years probably at least maybe more um but it's kind of fun you know if you like fun crap uh, i also played the game one of the ones you had recommended uh was it the was it the, the what's the shinobi that newer shinobi type game oh yeah the uh shadow gains Yes, Shadow Gangs. Uh, I did end up getting that too, and uh, and I really like it. I mean, it's it's definitely kind of got that more old school tough feeling because I'm yeah, like, it's, it's you, hard. You can't give me a <laughs> checkpoint, man. Like you're gonna send me way back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very enjoyable. And then uh, just been watching a lot of Sopranos. Oh, I did finally play Five Nights at Freddy's, um, which is something I know was kind of like a phenomenon with some of the younger generation. Uh, all I knew was it was really much based on showbiz, and I grew up actually going to showbiz, so like oh, yeah. these creepy animatronic things. And you know, to, to play this game, you know, that spawned. Uh, I mean, why you say there was a movie that I recommend? It's very fun called The Banana Splits. It was old, uh, like costumed '70s Sid and Marty Croft looking bullshit thing, uh, but. They wanted to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. They couldn't get the rights, so they bought the rights to the Banana Splits, and they made this movie, which is pretty much animatronic, you know, things going crazy overnight. And it's it's bloody, it's fun, it's silly. But yeah, the Banana Splits movie is great, which you know would lead into the uh, was it the fucking Willy Wonderland that new Nicolas Cage movie? Dude, that I, was fun. yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I, it's gonna suck. Like, don't get me wrong. No, it's just... not gonna suck. It's not gonna <laughs> suck. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it, it's like, it's gonna be probably objectively bad, but it's gonna be awesome. It is, it is gonna be cool. And it's like, yeah, that comes out, uh, I think, I don't know, that's on the 12th, probably like another week or two. And other than that, I've been buying, uh, quite a few Japanese, uh, wrestling games, you know, uh, gearing up to the Poly Mega, which is a lot of ones I always wanted to play. I mean, I got a stack about nine games between Saturn, uh, I've got like All Japan featuring, uh, Virtua Fighter. I got a, a Joshi a women's wrestling game on PlayStation. Uh, I got the wrestling one and two, which are actually the first SmackDown games, uh, but they were kind of sent, kind of like how we got generic versions of Japanese games. Uh, mm-hmm. They get generic versions of American games, and it's so funny. Down. It, yeah, it's 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 cool. And a lot of these games are very cheap. Uh, but yeah, I got a nice little stack, and I I even bought a Super Famicom game called Hybrid Wrestling. Uh, which is kind of a mixture of MMA, and uh, it kind of sold me on a video I watched because they have one fight where you got to like slam 
your opponent like actually through the ground kind of in a semi-scaffold match. It sucks because I, I bought it and it came in and I had the package and I literally do not where I, where I put it. Like it's in my house somewhere. Like I have this game and I'm like, I damn, I don't know where I went. But, uh, you know, that's about it, man. I'm just, you know, I'm gearing up for the poly mega and uh, especially the analog pocket too, which those both should be coming in March. So March will be uh, very fun for me when those systems come in. Nice. Nice. For, for me, um, I, I haven't played a whole lot lately. Um, sadly, I haven't been able to play my PS4 because I'm in the process of moving. So I'm kind of in limbo with Yakuza Like a Dragon. I keep like re- re- trying to remember where I was in the game. So when I finally get back playing, I'm not completely lost. So that's the only thing that sucks about those kind of games. Like if you stop for a long period of time and you go back, sometimes you forget certain elements of the story or forget what you were doing. So... Because I really want to get back and play that game because, I mean, it's... it's tough. I, I hope you can go back to it because, honestly, Yakuza was one series where I could stop playing for months mm-hmm. and I'd go back and I didn't have a whole lot of trouble. So maybe you'll have the same experience yeah. since you've played some of the other ones. When you go back to it, it might not be as confusing as you thought. Well, I think I think the cool thing is, is like when I think about it, I think... Because I, I'm always the, the kind of person when I'm playing a Yakuza game that... I'll always stop after I'm done with like a chapter. Like I'll play a chapter and then I'll stop and go back. So when I start back, I'll be probably on chapter nine or 10 at this point. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't even have that much more to go into the game. I was close to beating it. You're pretty, you're pretty close. I will say, uh, Ryan says the final bosses are really fun. It's really easy to beat, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, I know. I complained to James so much about that. Because like, I was, like, rage quitting. Like, I was so mad. No difficulty options. And it's so hard after Chapter 12, uh, which I think it's at Chapter 12, there's a massive difficulty spike. Like, massive. And yeah. it, it, so brutally hard that like i had there's an area where you can grind like a little dungeon and i had to just go there and just grind for like i just played two days straight of just grinding just to be able to beat these bosses oh my gosh that makes you think of uh fist of north star lost paradise um yeah the last yeah, boss that... yeah last boss is pretty hard on that one uh yeah. but <laughs> what else i've been playing is uh of course shadow games i've been playing that uh Cyber Shadow, which I recently did a review oh, yeah. on that. Uh, I don't know why I've been playing so many like these retro ninja inspired games. This has been one after the other. Um, They're but good. How how is that one? Cy- Cyber Shadow is good. It, it's difficult though, but unlike Shadow games, you do get um, checkpoints and. Uh, you can go to the checkpoints and buy items and stuff like that, which makes it a little easier. Um, it's just you know. Like I was saying in my review, I think it's one of those games that's it's hard but fair. They you did know? the Messenger, right? Was that the same? No, no, uh, that was um, Devolver. But it's uh, it's got it's got the Messenger kind of vibes. Like if you like the Messenger, you'll like Cyber Shadow. Yeah, me- yeah, Messenger was definitely that was one that's kind of tough too. But man, that was a really really cool. And sometimes you can respect the difficulty when it's yeah. just not completely absurd. You know, it's like I get some things up to a point. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not that hard. I mean, like if you if you play like old school games, you you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Um, and then also. Uh, I've been playing uh, Demon's Crush, Devil's Crush. Yeah. 
like some good old school pinball. I've just been playing that, but that's pretty much it for me. But I do remember, and I do want to mention one thing because I, I think Ryan will uh, appreciate this, or he, he'll 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 understand. Uh, I know James. I know, like for my birthday, you get you gave me a uh, Switch eShop gift card, and yeah. I bought I bought a couple of games. Uh, one of the games I bought was Ori, but I still haven't played it yet. Because mm. uh, I want to, I want to wait and play that on my television. Like when I get my TV, I, I don't want to play it in handheld. I want to play it on the TV. So I've been waiting on that. Also, I saw that Mortal Kombat 11 was like uh, 10 bucks. It was the vanilla version, and I'm like, oh, who cares? I'll go ahead and get that. Man, I remember Ryan. I remember you were saying that the the Switch port was kind of uh, but yeah. man, it is really uh. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. Ugly. oh bad. Yeah. Oh it's, my uh, gosh! I, I always recommend buying crap, you know, when I give friends gift cards. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's what I meant. <laughs> I I thought I thought maybe you know I could look past it and maybe still have some sort of enjoyment, but it's like the frame rate is so choppy. Oh it, yeah. Oh my god! I was just like, and, and, all like shitty and brown looking. I don't know. It's yeah. Like, awful fucking version of that game and it's like you know on the other end i have it on ps5 and i got the the new one and it looks fucking gorgeous so it's like it's just a bad port yeah yeah i was just like man i should just i should just like get it on ps4 and like try to cleanse my palate because i want to like it i want to like it because i love mortal kombat uh, but <laughs> it was just so bad. You, you know, go for them two and three dollar games, man. That's where it's at. Like, yeah. You know, uh, I will say GameStop actually did me a solid with that Mortal Kombat situation because, like, I got it, I pre ordered it, was there to pick it up, and I got it on fucking release day on Switch, took it home. It was so fucking bad. And then, like, I see all my friends playing it on PS4 and they're showing me stuff, and I'm like, oh man, I'm so jealous. And I went to GameStop, and I was like, hey, this is a weird request, but can I just, like, trade this for the PS4 one? And they let me do it. That's awesome. I was shocked. I was like, oh, shit. That is pretty I was like, it's, I was like it's, it's unplayable. This shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they know, man. Like I said, you, you get a good store, good people, you know, I, I think they really do help you out, you know, when they can, you know, because they yeah. probably all knew that game was fucking garbage, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like as great as the, you know, the Switch is, it's like sometimes it's like, yeah, you do get a couple stinkers and it's like, yep, this really does need to be played, uh, you know, on a different system. Yeah. It, like I said, I mean, I was, I was really disappointed disappointed because i mean i knew i should have known better like it was like the moment i hit that uh confirmed purchase i'm like this is a mistake i, <laughs> I this is something i shouldn't be doing because <laughs> i knew uh like i said ryan i knew i knew like you back in the day when the first game first came out uh you were saying how how messed up it was and i remember uh one of the things too was um the with the switch version with the the, the wi-fi because if i'm not mistaken i think you were going out of you were going out of town or something like that and you couldn't play oh, yeah. it online yeah that pissed me off too yeah it was a lot of things that pissed me off like with that shit yeah i was like the most mad i was like about any game ever i was like what the hell because i love mortal kombat like that's my shit yeah I, I yeah i remember you you talking about that and i'm like man that's kind of fucked up 
It's really fucked up that I still went ahead and bought it. <laughs> you bought it. Just see, you, I mean, you got like uh, 11 $1 games. I know. It, the, the thing about it is, is like the thing makes me laugh. It's, it's almost like someone telling you, hey, don't eat there. You're going to get explosive diarrhea. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, yo, I got explosive diarrhea because I went and ate at this place, you know? <laughs> hey, that's what gift cards are for, man. They're, they're yeah. waste and blow, you know? Like, that's how I, when I give a friend, I said, hey, man, just buy a bunch of crap. Like I said, that's. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> so funny. Well, guys, I think this is going to conclude another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. And uh, again, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, having a good time with us. And, you know, I wish we could have done it for Christmas, but hey, better late than never, right? Absolutely. And uh, again, if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review, leave us some feedback, leave us some comments. What are some uh, What are some topics you'd love to see us cover in a future episode? Uh, let me know. Uh, and of course, if you want more excess gaming goodness, you can also visit youtubecom Scullion for some archived episodes and also some of my other content. Like like I said previously, I did a review of uh, Cyber Shadow, so you guys can check that out as well. Anyway, guys. Saw always thanks for listening and as always happy gaming i think i'm gonna go uh buy green hell on the switch eShop on sale because uh that was a cool misfit song and uh, also a vincent price movie and you're stuck in the amazon jungle it sounds cool but uh have a pleasant evening everybody <laughs>